What up, what up? Welcome to the Cast of Color, a show where a diverse group of creatives discuss all things film, TV, and entertainment. My name is John Carter. I am joined by the boy, Joe, per usual. What's happening, man? What's up, dude? Hey, we out here on this Super Bowl Sunday, pre a pre-Super Bowl Sunday recording session type. Recording yep. from the new pad type shit. Re- recording re- from the new garage. <laughs> Let's go. Homeowner type. Homeowner type. Good looking out, my guy. Good looking out. Yes. <laughs> you know, we, we, which, you know, it brings me something to address since we are now homeowners. We got the Wi Fi set up. We got the internet. I'm here in the garage, like you said, bro. This is going to be the new setup for the podcast. We're going to be dropping weekly episodes of the pod. You know what I'm saying? So be ready for that, listeners. Weekly episodes. We've been doing this every two week thing with me moving. It was a pain in the ass. Now that we're settled in, Joe, we're excited to give the listeners what they need. And that's weekly episodes of the cast of color. It's lit in the new house. I'm going to set up this garage with all the, the diversity wall as we call it. You know what I'm saying? All the Marvel, the DC, the wall, the wall, the absolute <laughs> wall. But yeah, man, it's going to be dope. It's, I'm, I'm hyped. This garage, we're also going to get some floor done. Like that cool. It, I forget what the hell it's called, bro. It's the type of flooring where it, it's soft, hard uh, material. I know that kind of sounds like it doesn't make sense, but soft, hard material. <laughs> it, it's like, <laughs> um, so right now it's just plain concrete. But once we get the flooring done, it's kind of going to be padded, but a very firm padding, I guess. Uh, I forget what the name of the material is, but we're going to hire someone to get it done, bro. Set that shit up. Might have some weights in here. Might have some weights on one side, a little podcast area on the other. It's going to be dope. This is this is the spot. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's yeah, dope. man. What's up with you, though, bro? I know that... You know, you're not a huge sports guy, but being that it is Super Bowl, you're going to you're going to tap in and, and and watch this shit or what? OK, so we, we briefly touched about this earlier. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know why I'm going to watch the Super Bowl. It's for the damn yes. commercials. Come it's on. For, it's for all the movie shit that comes out during Straight the up. Super Bowl. So, of course, we're going to watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I like Tom Brady being there again with a different yes. team. Is that that interests me a lot? You know, it what I mean? does. Yeah, 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 man. I think that aspect keeps even not the biggest NFL fans. It keeps them coming back too. It's like, oh, I know who the fuck Tom Brady is. I'll he's on a different team. He's not on New England Patriots. I'll come see if he can win this shit again. And yeah, it's it's not even the biggest football players who want to see Tom Brady win. It's just like, hey, I'm, I'm familiar with that face and that name. And I'll, I'll come see is that it's funny. We were, we were talking about I saw something on social media where they mentioned Tom Brady not being the most athletic of goats. You know, yeah. what I'm saying? goats being greatest of all time. Like Tom Brady just he is a phenomenal, one of the best quarterbacks ever in the history of the NFL. But there's this sense that maybe he's just like that the most athletic in comparison to some of the best athletes like LeBron. Yeah, no, there, <laughs> yeah there, there's pictures of like there's a picture of him out there like where it's a picture of him and then LeBron, Michael Jordan, Michael Phelps. Tiger oh, he's he, yeah. it's a picture with all these people. And then they were like, he is the least athletic one. Out of this <laughs> bunch. Like, oh, God. People talking shit about Tom Brady. That's hilarious. Yeah, that shit's too funny, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like you see LeBron James and he is just huge. He's fast. He's explosive. And Michael Jordan, you know, same thing. 
it's it's funny when they they say that about Tom Brady. You know, it's it's a lot of wit and intelligence that comes with being a quarterback too, not not just the athleticism. So it's going to be a good game, man. Patrick Mahomes on the other side of the ball, a young quarterback, and one one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time going at it. it it's it's going to be a good watch. But like you said, bro. When it ain't my football team, if it's not the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm tapping in for these fucking commercials. Mm-hmm. I want to see some Super Bowl, and that's what they call it, called Super Bowl spots. And yep. the, these are the high price, high quality trailers that we crave to see year, year round. Like these, this is the time for movie trailers, Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I remember when I was a kid, that's the first time I watched the first trailer of The Hulk with Eric Banner. The 2000, mm. 2003, I think it's 2003 Hulk, but yeah, man, like some of these Super Bowl commercials, you never forget. And they, these, these companies, Disney, um, Amazon, HBO Max, I know they have some dope shit lined up. I can't, I can't wait to watch yeah. these trailers. Yeah, yeah, same here. I hope to see some cool shit. Supposedly, <laughs> Dis- Disney is about to drop uh, like two to four new trailers during this thing, so we'll we'll see what they are. Yeah. By the time you listen to this podcast, you probably already would have seen him. But <laughs> oh. I just wanted to say it anyway. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. By the time this podcast drops, we're going to know what those trailers are. And we could talk about that on the, the next episode. Again, we drop these episodes weekly. What you mm-hmm. mean? Come on now. <laughs> um, yes, Gerardo's not joining us right now. He's having just a few internet problems. So hopefully if the boy fixes... Internet issues, man. Uh, bro, the I... Worst type of problem to have in 2021. Bro. <laughs> Life is not the same. When I didn't have Wi-Fi those few days, I had to work and do everything off of a mobile hotspot on my cell phone that was killing my cell phone battery. The connection was fucked up. The Zoom calls kept dropping. I had to cut my video off half the time and just explain, oh, guys, I have to cut my video because the internet reception isn't that great. So, Oh, sorry, um, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm still here. I'm just I'm muted and my video's off. Um, <laughs> and I'm smoking a bowl. You don't even fucking know it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, so hopefully the boy gets that fixed. I, I, I know the feeling of having shitty internet and oh, no, not even shitty internet, just uh, the service is off. So yeah. Um, yeah. that being said, our, our little outline for this episode, we're going to do our diversity report. You know what I mean? We have our little Twitter article that we're going to talk about. And Golden Globe nominations have dropped. So mm-hmm. we have this this cool little Twitter article I wanted to we wanted to go over and talk about some Golden Globe nominations. And we're going to get right into our our movie review of HBO Max's The Little Things, The Little mm-hmm. Tings. Starring (laughs) the little tings, the absolute little tings, starring Denzel Washington, Jared Leto, the boy, um, Rami Malik. Rami Malik. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to fuck up the pronunciation. Rami Malik, who I think did really well, but yeah, we're gonna go into that movie. I have my own feelings about the little things, man. We're gonna, yeah, yeah, we gotta, we gotta go in on that. so yeah, that that being said, Super Bowl Sunday, it's lit. Um, this, you know, Joe, how about you take the lead on these Golden Globe nominations because they were just dropped recently. Um, maybe we can go over some of the highlights of these nominations. And it's funny whenever nominations for anything are dropped, you, the first thing you get are responses from people and how they feel about it. 
Yeah. And, <laughs> and people are people are not happy with this. <laughs> <laughs> people are pissed off. So um, what's it talking about? I think uh well here let me talk about one of the bigger controversies and this this happened like a few weeks ago too it's around uh this movie called minari from yes before yes starring steve young the and boy the, the, the huge issue was it or with it was the fact that the golden globes weren't going to nominate this for best picture because uh they're they're putting it up for best foreign language film but they are they're not letting it be in best picture because I think like not a lot of it is is in English or something. Oh shit! But the reason why people are so pissed off is because like back in two thousand nine, you had a movie like uh, like Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Which is mostly in like Italian, German, French, whatever. Like most of the movie is in a foreign language. It's right. In a foreign language. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it was eligible then to be for like it was up for Best Picture. Hell uh, yeah! Inglorious Bastards was everywhere. Yeah, so it's like it's almost like why don't you let like a movie like Minari, where everything is spoken like, or a lot of it is spoken in Korean. I'm assuming I haven't seen the movie yet, but I very much look forward to watching it. Yes, but um, same. <laughs> it's just, it's just kind of weird, you know. Yeah, I think, is uh, it like is it the wrong type of foreign language? Because clearly, there's a difference between, you know, that European foreign language and this. Asian foreign language there's a clear distinction between the cultures so I think that's interesting to you know to kind of break apart a little bit and dissect I didn't I, I had no idea that people were even making that comparison so yeah um, yeah no yeah it's uh it's for sure definitely like uh kind of kind of weird situation but um I do. I do want to make a quick shout out to this Instagram page that always shows us love and yeah, talks yeah, about yeah. this in great detail. It's uh, Real and Roll Films, I believe. Yes, but, Real and uh, Roll, always showing love. Yeah, you, you know Real and Roll. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah. Hell um, yeah, he posts like about how upset he is with like the Hollywood Foreign Press and the Golden Globes about this, especially about Minari. Yeah, and he's seen it, I think, about three times already. So I'm like, damn. Okay. He, he knows his stuff, so check him out for sure. Check out the boy. That's dope. That's dope. Always showing love to our page. Yeah. But aside from that, something that kind of bothered me was uh, like in the best actor category, uh, Delroy Lindo. On yeah. top of that, to Five Bloods, didn't really get any love at the Golden Globes this year. <laughs> right. Like, come on now. Like this is one of the best movies from 2020. Yeah. And Delroy Lindo was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Oh my yeah. god bodied that role we we had some high hopes for the five bloods because of his performance in that mm-hmm. yeah but i guess i guess we'll see what happens once the oscars come around yeah but wow. uh besides those those two negative things or well did you have any any other thoughts on that no hell no no okay um some good things that came out of it was in the best director category you had uh regina king the girl she is she is the second african-american woman to be nominated in the category and we all know regina king from like she stars in Watchmen, but she also directed one night in miami and that's yes. she's there wow so, this the, only the second huh yeah, yeah only the second one <laughs> the second african-american woman to be in that category but you would think geez what, what the fuck it's 2021 you would think there's just more i can't believe that that's Shouts to the girl. 
Yeah, and then you also got uh, Chloe Zhao, who directed Nomadland, movie I have not seen yet, but I look forward to watching it. But more importantly, she is the director of the MCU's next, or one of their next films. She's the director of Eternals. Oh, sure. Uh, she she is there for Nomadland, so we're we'll see what's up with that in the future. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, the the best director category was very uh, pretty pretty progressive this year. I mean, like Good. there are five nominees, and three of them are women, which is nice. Amazing. You know. Nice. I mean, that yeah, that's what we talk about on this show. So that's. Sounds very progressive, very inclusive. And yeah, yeah. While, while doing that, you know, you just hope that the quality, quality is never sacrificed for any of that. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that we can base these movies and these films and, and shows just off the how good they are in quality. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And yeah, looking forward to that. So that's cool. That's cool to see those steps being made, especially for women. We, we got to yeah. get more women behind the camera. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I, nice. That's what's up. Well, hell yeah. That fucking Golden Globes. Um, and you're right. We'll see what, what the Oscars are talking about later, man. I like I like I, I love award season and with being the pandemic, it's so different now, everything. And yeah. I remember the, the Oscars last year. That's one of the last big things of twenty twenty was the Oscars, because after that, shortly after that was when when, was when the world shut down yeah <laughs> <laughs> so shit it's gonna be interesting to see how that happens this year the only the only good thing to come out of 2020 was the fact that parasite won best picture okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my gosh i know such different times everyone was celebrating then and God, it's hard to imagine just so many people in one area now it sucks that it's that way it's yeah like yeah it's weird as fuck but that's it for the golden globe knobs very mm-hmm. very nice very nice yeah um, yes, as I mentioned before, there was this Twitter article that I saw looming around the internet. I thought it was just interesting. It was on NBC, uh, different sites, but essentially what Twitter is doing is they're creating what's called bird watchers and it's a program helped and designed to counter misinformation being distributed over Twitter. And I think that's pretty relevant to this age of information, you know, you have so much information available to people. I think that's why Gen Z is so vocal and outspoken. A lot of these young kids man, out here protesting and shit. It's because of the access to information that we have. And, and with that access to information, there comes all this inform- misinformation, which is just like wrong shit. It's, it's like objectively not incorrect. <laughs> yeah, it's objectively <laughs> incorrect. But, you know, when you got yeah, public figures out here supporting that shit. Like, you know, a notorious one, Q Anon. Q Q Anon. It's a mm-hmm. you know, this conspiracy group. And that was very prevalent on trip on Twitter. But a lot I, in this article, this article mentions a lot of those posts um just related to things that are spreading shit that's not true, have been taken down. And you know, that comes the question. How what what is Twitter able to monitor and what should they monitor what should they consider to be not within their regulations i think that anything that is just making shit up and is not accurate and is really making some crazy allegations like we've seen in some of these conspiracy theories and i mean conservative conspiracy theories liberal conspiracy theories conspiracy theories from black people conspiracy theories from white people there are many i think them in general uh there there is 
a lot of bad that can come from spreading misinformation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've seen that shit. We've seen what happened. So I thought it was interesting, man. I, I was, but but so it's um, so bird watchers is a program. It's I to me, I I thought it was like like people can sign up to be a bird watcher or something. <laughs> oh gosh, I I mean, shit. I, I'd have to really dive back in there and see, but I think it's more so um, an internal program that Twitter is creating. Um, or may, maybe it is just that. Maybe it's it's more of a. And any user can kind of help with the <laughs> the fight against misinformation, I guess. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Um, yeah, it's it, it's a forum. Okay, so Twitter launches Bird Birdwatch, a forum to combat misinformation. Okay, cool. Tapping users in a fashion similar to Wikipedia to flag potentially misleading tweets. The new system allows users to discuss and provide context to tweets they believe are misleading or false. So I think okay, so it is like a user thing. Yeah, it is. You're right. It's a user thing. So it's like when we report something we don't like or we report something that's inappropriate, then I guess there's going to be a button that says, hey, bird watch this shit. <laughs> it's, it's misinformation. <laughs> I think that can be issues with that too, though, because... You use it the wrong way. Yeah, you use it the wrong way. I think a lot of people who maybe they feel something's out with their beliefs can just say, hey, fuck that. Uh this is misinformation. So yeah. then the Twitter has even, to go. Even, even if it could be true or accurate. Exactly. Like exactly. Just, yeah. yeah. So it's interesting. That's, that's going to be interesting to see how that goes down. And uh, yeah, I mean, shit, Twitter straight up took away Donald Trump's account. And bro used to go nuts on that account. You <laughs> know, He used to yeah. really used to tweet his life away on that shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I think I'm kind of like on, I'm not sure where I stand with this really, because the whole censorship thing, I like, I I get it, you know, to me, it's kind of like, like banning someone from your platform. The way I look at it is like, okay, like, for example, let's, let's try to apply what happened there in like the real world. Like, let's say there's like someone like in your business or in your restaurant or whatever, and they're like speaking some bullshit. Like mm-hmm. you have the right to kick them out and then they're free to speak their bullshit elsewhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Right. So like, that's kind of like how I'm looking at the whole Donald Trump thing. But at the same time, it's like, like, what if like, you know, um, like what if they wanted to ban like someone else that was like, like maybe not that isn't like Donald Trump, but it's like someone that is like speaking something kind of true, you know, like what if the, like like what if republicans had power to do this you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying to yeah. like just like ban whoever they want to i think it's kind of weird but i don't know what what do you think i think that it's 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 so unique in nature because of who the fuck donald trump is and i think with his title being the president that it was before you know there came this responsibility to really substantiate the things that he said and for the idea that twitter would do the same thing to other people i don't find as likely because there aren't many people like donald trump and who are not going to be in his position when you are the president i think it's easy to be critical of him because he was the fucking president you know what i mean and you know i didn't want this article to be about Donald Trump, <laughs> but I do think Twitter learned a lot it, from it's him. It's kind of within that realm, though, right? It is, though, bro. Like they they created this, I think, 
because our president was out here spewing whatever he wanted, which is exactly what he was doing on Twitter. He was saying whatever the fuck he wanted <laughs> on Twitter. And yeah, I, I think that there can be some issues with the idea of, um, you know, not allowing pe- people freedom of speech on your forum. However, I don't know, I just think it's different when you're in his position, you have his title, his responsibility, his clout, his following, all of that. And yeah. you, and no, you're it's, out. It's like, then, then it boils down to like just the power of influence that he has. Exactly. It's, because, it's yeah. Yeah. You can, you can like, just someone who has such influence on social media, such influence, whatever, whatever you want, and people will listen to it and take it for fact. Bro, that is exactly what happened, Joe. Like, whatever he was saying on Twitter, people organized, they demonstrated, they took to the streets, eventually they took to the Capitol. And that whole thing happened. And there is something very toxic about spreading shit that is just objectively incorrect. I read another article about how, you know, Donald Trump's lawyer is being sued by all these voting places because what's his name? Rudy, Rudy, Jelani. Yeah. That, that asshole. He's he's an asshole, man. He's fucking mean (laughs) as hell. He's just, you see some people on, on camera and on TV. And it's like, you just, you are fucking mean. Like the way you're talking and all that shit, bro. If you were in person, a little short ass, I would love to just, cause he was, he was, he was saying that these voting places, miscalculating and all that so now they're suing this dude for almost billions of dollars but there is something toxic with putting out misinformation so i like the idea of this but i also see how it could be this bird watch thing from twitter i also see how it can be used completely the wrong way and shit it's like y'all came out with this shit a little too little too late it's like it's it's not too late i think it's cool i'm sorry it's just, I think it's more reactive. It's not too little, too late. I think it's just more reactive than than anything. These motherfucking... Yeah. There are so many conspiracy theories and shit that was out long ago, but it took someone to be president for y'all to finally want to, you know, censor some shit. Like, you know, now you guys want to really practice censorship because there is there are some issues that can come with that. You know, what else are they going to censor? I think it depends on the person, the uniqueness of the situation, the person's influence. And... Yeah. Because Trump had such an influence, that's why they went to this extent. I don't really see anyone being able to violate. Man, you know what? Let me not fucking let me not get people too much credit. If it's the right person with the right resources, clearly they can get people to follow them and believe some some shit. So yeah, and it's funny that uh, because most of the people that like toss around the word censorship, and uh, I guess you know, like like Republicans or conservatives, they they feel that they're the ones like, like, oh, our voices aren't getting heard or like you're censoring us because like you're banning Donald Trump and now you're going to ban us next. And you're just like erasing yeah. our voice off the internet. And then I'm just like, I see them tweet stuff like that. And then I look at the retweets and the likes and see how many times it's been reshared. I'm like, dude, your shit's getting reshared. Like so many different <laughs> times. Like, what are you talking about? You're getting censored. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so no, funny. You know, you know what else too? Um, yeah. The, uh, the majority Taylor green or whatever. Oh my she, god. She she's great. She's fucking nuts. But um <laughs> <laughs> she is uh, good entertainment. <laughs> she like she like tweets about censorship all the time. Mm-hmm. And one of the greatest things that I saw like a few weeks ago was uh because she's like a congresswoman, right? Right. She she was like speaking on the Senate floor or something 
wearing a mask that said censored. And I'm like, okay, that is like so big and like ridiculously ironic in itself because you are on one of the biggest stages to represent like a huge group of people and you're wearing a mask that says censored. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, you... <laughs> yeah. I, and, and that, that woman specifically, what's her name again? I think it's Majority Taylor Green. Yeah. Uh, she is openly supported conspiracy theory groups, you know, on her public forum. And it's like you're when you're a political leader, you just have I we I we as the citizens have higher expectations for you assholes. And she she wears her masks. You're right. She uses opportunities for masks to make a statement. And one of I I saw her in the courtroom one time and it said like stop the stop the count. Her mask stop was saying <laughs> Oh yeah, stop stop the steal. I'm sorry. Yeah, man. It's like you're you're on that fucking stage. You're on you're representing this group of people. And I think it's playing I think it's playing the Republicans. I mean, I'm not I don't really consider myself a Democrat or a Republican. Um but I think at this time, you know, without a Republican leader like Donald Trump, it's it's hard to really keep these some of these things going. So some of these things being these conspiracy theories and all all that type of shit. Shit that if if you get in onto Google and YouTube too often, that you can really get sucked into a rabbit hole of a rabbit hole of toxic mis misinformation, bro. Like it's 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 no, no person is above that you know if you spend enough time on google if you spend enough time on youtube technology can adapt and create these algorithms that it could cater to what the fuck you believe in so yeah. um i just i thought this article was interesting because in this age of misinformation um and and we realize the influence of it, it it's important to really hold people accountable for the shit that they're putting on the internet and yeah i'm yeah, That's, for sure. Yeah. And on top of that, too, like everyone out there should be just like if you think something's wrong or like just go out there and do your own research. Like don't get it all from like just one like person that you follow or whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's the thing, Joe. It's like, where the fuck do people get research at? The boy Rotter in the building, you know what I'm saying? Hopped on. Uh, good to see you, my guy. But hey. I think that hey, hey, hey. You know, it's like when people say, Where do you get your research from? Uh Shit, that, that's up to you, man. That's that's the value of things like college. You know what I'm saying? The information you can rely on because it's not some bullshit. There's a lot of flaws with just getting your info from the internet and the media. And yeah, even though I felt like th this is something cool Twitter is doing, I also felt it's very reactive. I feel like it was in direct response to Trump and it shouldn't take one person for you to create initiatives like this. Most, most of these companies, these tech companies need to be responsible. All these motherfuckers have a, a social responsibility. And part of that is not spreading shit that is just objectively not fucking true. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. How you living, Gerardo? Oh, good. Good. Just got some internet issues resolved. Well, <laughs> you uh, check your check it. your check your mic, Gerardo. Nice. You see this? You see this? Listen. This is how we adapt on the fly. You know what I'm saying? Yep. 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 Out here, out here. So yeah, right in the nick of time because that was that was essentially it for the diversity report. Yeah. Yeah. The little things. <laughs> <laughs> it's the little, it's the little things, Jimmy. You gotta 
watch the little things. So now <laughs> here we go. Um, perfect timing for for the boy Gerardo to pull up because we we love how we go through our movie review section. So we go through it, you know, chronologically from beginning to end, and we kind of just dissect every piece along the way. And this is it. This is our movie review section. Fellas, listeners, strap up. And please know this is going to be spoiler-filled from beginning to end. And you know what I'm saying? Um, we have Denzel Washington starring in it, the boy, one of, one of my favorite actors, I believe one of the goats. Uh, big, big person in Black History. It's Black History Month. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this movie has nothing to do with that. <laughs> um, this is very much like a good. Yeah. So this, what I actually found kind of interesting about this movie, doing some research, is that the script was actually written in the 90s. Oh, you know, that's yeah, so, so I, I uh, can see this movie. This movie yeah. itself is kind of timeless in that it can be really any time. You know what I'm saying? It feels, it feels like Seven. And it feels like it was written around the same time as Seven. And then Seven came out and they were like, oh, man, we can't release this. Yeah. <laughs> because Seven already came out, you know? And Seven was good. This Seven, was, is, seven is amazing. Yeah, it's, Seven it's is this, fucking This dope. movie would better. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. So Way better. Let me see. So The Little Things stars Denzel Washington playing a... Uh, an old cop to me i felt like he was trying to kind of do like a no country for old men type of thing with this right yeah so he's he's a kern county sheriff but a former la detective yeah i I felt like this was his attempt to kind of do the tommy lee jones thing of like he's playing the old detective who's who's really tired with the job or or, all this stuff yeah twist you know but it all felt this movie a lot of it felt really familiar this movie doesn't break any any new ground you know no no it does not and and i think with this category of those those police killer thriller movies what attempts to be like a psychological thriller they have to be kind of nuanced because we've seen so much of it already yeah then this one like i said it, it makes a lot more sense when you look at it from the perspective of, oh yeah, this was definitely written in the nineties, like <laughs> a bit, you know. Oh my gosh! So, um, it starts off. Denzel, like you mentioned, is going to be a Kern County uh, former LAPD sheriff. Right off the bat, you know that he left the LAPD because of multiple reasons, including he had a heart attack and he was so caught up in cases that he ended up being divorced. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so being a cop out there kind of ruined his life, being a hotshot detective in L.A. But he's sent back to L.A. when he has to go gather a piece of information for a, some random robbery. Yeah, some boots, gets, I think it was. Like some boots. <laughs> yeah, he has to collect some boots from some robbery. It's funny because this movie, it, it introduces a lot of little things that end up not meaning anything. Uh, not right? meaning uh, anything. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, uh. Little <laughs> it's the little things. It's a lot of red herrings, you know? Oh is, my God. I have a couple, but man, nothing, almost nothing pays off in this movie, but we'll get to that. Yeah. He, he gets to, to LA where the new guy in charge that replaced him is Rami Malik. Now, now Rami Malik guys in this movie, to me, he was he was probably the weakest of the three main actors. To me, uh, I, I feel like this wasn't his role. You know, being yeah. a um, yeah miscast, a, a hotshot detective. You know, he's trying to be a badass and not also, that what's guy wrong with his lip, right? 
What's wrong with his mouth? Oh, that's just the boy. <laughs> yeah. Have you never noticed that about Rami before? His that's just no, his no, mouth. no. It, it, it's it's no. This this movie it felt exaggerated at certain points. <laughs> like I've seen Rami Malek in movies. I've seen I I I Mr. Robot. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the thing is, is like um, in this one, I don't know. It was it was almost distracting, and he and he. For some reason, Rami Malek felt really creepy at the beginning of this movie to me. I don't know about you guys, but I, he gave off like some killer vibe. Oh yeah, I was like, maybe, maybe it's just, maybe it's the boy. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really did think that they were gonna twist it for him to be the guy. I think it would have been better. Looks, he, he genuinely <laughs> looks off. You know, he genuinely looks off in this movie. Like, like it's in his eyes, it's in his face. You know, he's he's putting on a voice. I don't know. It's just, anyways, he he, he just honestly he just looks weird. He looks like he's playing cop. Like in, in that first yeah. press conference, he's like, mm-hmm. we're doing what we can for these victims. <laughs> so, so yeah, when they introduce him, they introduce him as this religious guy. And that's like, that was like one of his big things. But for the rest of the movie, you really don't even really see him tackle anything that has to do with religion or you don't really see him losing faith. Or So it was really unnecessary to mention that he was a religious guy at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Uh, like, like they had one conversation about God and that was it whatever yeah which is generic as fuck yeah once once denzel gets there he realizes he has to spend the night in la because of uh you know plot devices (laughs) (laughs) yeah his his co ordered that he stay there or something yeah yeah so he stays he stays the night in la and uh that's when he ends up uh going on a little almost uh crime scene ride along with uh with remy malik because denzel is the old wise cop and and this is where denzel kind of takes on a mentor role to rami malik and it got kind of weird it started uh rami malik all of a sudden becomes almost i don't know how this guy ended up being police chief he's so incompetent like denzel comes in points out all these different things wrong with the crime scene and rami malik doesn't notice any of that and it's like how did this guy get that job you know what i mean yeah yeah like there's a lot of inconsistencies like that where it's just like it's just the (laughs) Damn it. It's just a lot of little things adding up, you know? <laughs> it literally this this movie is is just so many little things adding up into one. And they literally say that in the fucking movie a few times. Yeah. It's like you would think it would pay off, you know, these little things would lead to something. And it, it yeah. never fucking does. It never so, does. So, so Denzel does this right along. Yeah. See, the thing about this movie is that is that I'm describing this, but this is over the course of like an hour. Like nothing happens in this movie. Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you. So as I was watching this for the first time, I was like, like I thought the opening was fine. Like I, I was hooked in at the at the first scene with that girl in the semi. Oh yes. I was like, and okay, this is the this, stalker this, guy. Yeah, pulling yeah, up. It was yeah. A strong start, and I was like, yes. Cool. And I'm watching it, and then like I, I think I was just lost in it, and I was just kind of like an auto auto drive like my brain yeah, was just I, yeah I felt like autopilot in this movie and then i and then i click back like when jared leto shows up i'm like wait a minute <laughs> did anything happen in, like what was i watching in the past hour or so like oh, it was no. just, yeah his, his first like, appearance is, is just him peeping through like some sheets and so, yeah so, so i basically I, I basically just described everything before jared leto right guys and 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 then jared leto shows up he and just shows when, up he just shows I, up <laughs> 
<laughs> that's when the movie kind of uh turned around for me i got I, I think jared leto was one of the more interesting parts of the movie honestly i think he he gave a pretty good performance in this one uh it was over the top but at least he went for it i feel like the other two guys were just especially denzel was just phoning it in you know yeah man denzel is my guy and boy did he feel like he just came to cut a check for this oh, let, let me... you know what i'm saying and denzel's yeah. looking kind of old too man i don't know yeah man, like, i i can get past him looking old i think he looked old in equalizer but he still no, fucking yeah. killed it well, you the, know what i mean yeah and yeah, it, yeah but 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 the thing the problem is is that the movie made no attempt to make him not look old when he's yeah there's there's these shots of him going up the stairs it's like a 12 second shot of him just walking upstairs this movie just has so many lingering shots where it, 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 there's these shots that just serve no purpose oh you my god i agree walking up the stairs there's these random cuts there's all this stuff and everything and and like I said, that made Denzel look pretty bad. Walking up the stairs, you really saw how kind of old he was. And later in the movie, you see him climb on top of a roof of an apartment building and they do yeah. the old man stunt edit cuts. And it's just, <laughs> it's, it's very, it's very distracting. You know what I mean? It's just very, dist- don't have him do young spry guy shit if, if I he's know. old. We don't want to see, we don't want to see old Denzel going. We want to see him doing his old thing. Yeah. Whatever so, that so, means. So, so basically, at this at the point when Jared Leto comes into the movie, Rami Malek and Denzel are going after a killer who Denzel might think is connected to one of his old uh, cases. It might be the same serial killer. Now, uh, yes, they deduced that it was someone who worked at an appliance-related place, and or possibly could have been. That, that's the thing. Everything about this movie is really vague, and they did that on purpose. But I think the movie suffers because of it. There's too much vagueness. You're supposed to question, you know everything the whole time i guess but you, you end up questioning it in the wrong way you know what yeah, i mean for sure. absolutely absolutely like uh something that stood out to me right after uh jared leto came out is how the story just kind of shifted into denzel versus jared leto as opposed to and rami malik kind of took a back seat and his character became more incompetent in that time i think mm-hmm. yeah like yeah uh, uh, uh characters just start making really really dumb mistakes where you know, they say they're going to uh, uh, watch someone's back while they sneak in somewhere and then and then they leave their post when they're supposed to be watching their back. You know, exactly. Small exactly. Things like they, that. They, I think that's one of my issues with this movie is I think some of the decisions made are not realistic enough from these who they're supposed to be some of the best cops in LAPD. And. I do agree with Jared Leto's character. I think he went for it. I think it, I do think it was over the top. He was really going for this, you know, mysterious, creepy, I might be the killer or I might not be, but I'm going to fuck with your head type of guy. And I, even his walk, his walk was funny. You know, it was, yeah, it was well, kind of. Well, what I thought, what I thought would have worked way better is if they just put Rami Malik as the killer and Jared Leto as the hotshot detective. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jared, Jared Leto, he, he, that guy can do detective. That guy, that guy can bounce off of, um, off of Denzel, they're both amazing actors. Absolutely, Rami Malek is a great actor, but this just really wasn't his role. You know no, it mean? wasn't. It wasn't, man. He was not that young hotshot, and they even said it. They were like, "Yeah, he's all he's his college boy," you know. And and I, I I liked him more at the beginning. I liked him less and less as the the movie went on. And with the decisions he made, I was like, I just don't think that makes sense. But when yeah. we get to the end, well, I'll I'll just the decisions his character made, I just don't like at all. I yeah. don't think they are realistic for a young hotshot detective. Yeah, so about halfway through the movie, Jared Leto shows up and it com- becomes a cat and mouse game between uh, Denzel and, and Jared Leto, like I mentioned. 
Now, at this point, you're supposed to be led to believe that Jared Leto is, in fact, the killer. But there's a lot of, it's the little things that that that, that <laughs> really, uh, exonerate him of all that. You know, like there's there's, uh, you find out that Jared Leto's character is uh is like one of those people that is obsessed with true crime. Yeah, He's obsessed exactly. With serial killers. Very he real. Confessed. There are yeah. very much people like that in the world. Sure. Yeah. And he confessed to he confessed to a murder that he never committed. That it was it was impossible for him to commit just because he wanted the police attention because he idolized these serial killers when denzel goes to this guy's house illegally by the way there's no warrant so <laughs> there, even if they caught him there would have been no way to to press charges you know? oh, he, he was looking for evidence for his own satisfaction he just had to know yeah but um what's it called uh i don't know about that but uh what's it called uh we can talk about that towards the end there's a lot nothing really happens till the last 15 minutes and what does happen is not good <laughs> right yeah. yeah we'll talk more about that at the end so uh at this point it's just jared little versus denzel they're, they're trying to gather up evidence against jared little but you find out that he's really just a fan of serial killers and that he might not actually be a serial killer just a lot of noise happens in between where it's just like i said it's a whole lot of nothing it's just it's just Jared Leto being investigated by the two guys. And let me say, it's a lot of them just sitting in cars and following around in cars. And, and a lot of right? a lot of shots that some of those sh car shots. I'm like, oh, man, it's creepy. Here we go. And nothing fucking happens. Nothing they're, happens. They're just, how's it's, the like... trunk space? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of how's the trunk space and a lot of uh, you need to you need the little things. <laughs> so, bas For so real. basically, uh, you find out uh, towards yeah, it's just a cat and mouse game. Towards the end of the movie, Jared Leto, Raymond Malik ends up alone staking out Jared Leto's house. Raymond, uh, Jared Leto tells Raymond Malik, hey, I'll take you to the bodies. And this is where one of the first instances of, of Raymond Malik's character making a stupid choice, right? Absolutely. It, it's, a, it's a choice that as an audience person, as someone just watching the yeah. movie, you don't even think would really happen. I don't think a for, cop... for, for listeners, this is this is the moment where Jared Leto tells Rami Malik to get into his car and he yes. will show him where the body is. And Rami Malik just gets in the car. Exactly. I don't think a cop would actually do that. Never. And I think that is just not creative in doing that. I'm like, bro, hops in the fucking whip and, and they go to the desert. Oh yeah, and then so so Denzel Denzel gives chase because Denzel was nearby. That, that part was awful too. So Denzel ends up following them. Jared Leto leads Rami Malik out to the uh, to the middle of the desert to this big plot of land. He tells Rami Malik where the body of a supposed victim is hidden, and uh, Rami Malik starts digging. And then you find out that that you're uh, gonna Jared is really just messing with him. <laughs> just, oh just, yeah, he's, he's really just messing with Rami Malik. He's 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 just saying random points of dirt on this land. And uh, at one point, he straight up tells Rami Malik that he's never killed anyone in his life. But if he doesn't believe him, he can just keep digging all night. Yeah. And, and that to I, me, is the, that, that was the point of the movie, right? That was supposed to be the big, like, this is the lesson of the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've never killed anyone in my life. <laughs> I'm like... Tacos, that was my favorite line. <laughs> and... Time to go get some tacos. Yeah, I, I think I think once that happened, once R Rami Malek's character made the decision, Jimmy, I, th I think that was his name, Jimmy. Once, once uh, I see, see, that's the thing. These the characters weren't really uh, 
I'm naming them by their character's name because I there's no way I'm gonna remember these these character names. I'm just naming them by yeah, their yeah yeah. I thought that too. Like I was trying to yeah. think about the yeah no yeah yeah. I I just as soon as he made that decision to get in the car, I'm like that's not something an intelligent cop would make. I like it more when you know the the if it was the killer is is a lot more clever about um yeah. you know just getting these cops to it, it's like good cop movies. I believe it's one lead leads to another lead leads to another lead and eventually they make sense in who they get well well i i think i think the, what they were trying to go for in this movie is that sometimes cops can get caught up and have tunnel vision when they're so caught up in a case that that they just become uh, kind of obsessed and uh even if someone isn't the person that committed the crime they just want so bad yes for that person for to have someone tangible uh, tied to these crimes that that they go crazy and have um tunnel vision that could have been where the movie went but it didn't it just you know like that it just did an awful job at it if yeah. that was what it was going for it did an awful job at it so jared leto after taunting rami malik for a bit starts talking about rami malik's family and this is where the movie got really seven ish <laughs> like uh, they're in the middle of the desert they're over here with the with with the supposed serial killer and they start mentioning his family i was like this is like seven right yeah <laughs> You're like, like, like antagonize the cop. Let's antagonize the cop so that he gets to a point to where he wants to kill me. Yeah, and then Rami Malik kills Jared Leto <laughs> with a shovel. It was so lame. I was like, oh, bro, you he just whacked him over the face with a shovel. Not even oh. it wasn't even like a, a brutal way of doing it. It wasn't like a way that would have been like, oh, look how far Rami Malik's character is falling. You know, he's brutal. And no, it's just like, oh, he just gets bonked in the head with the shovel. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just it was just one quick bonk. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, damn, like and it really killed him. And it's like I, I could see that happening. I could see him like really hitting the dude, but he should have just got back up. You know, it wasn't that hard to fucking kill this guy. I mean, it, yeah, I uh, just. So, so, so Rami Malik kills him and Denzel conveniently shows up right after Rami Malik kills Denzel, uh, Jared Leto. Uh, Denzel then tells Rami Malik how to dispose of the bodies. And it's the little things that'll get him caught. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so don't so, forget. Uh, he, uh, Denzel helps uh, Rami Malik cover up the murder that he just committed on this on this random guy who was not tied to the case uh the movie does a pretty good job i think at showing you that jared leto's character was not tied to the to the case like uh one of the examples i would mention is that uh the car that the supposed serial i think it's different killers every, pretty much every time the car that this the killer drives at the beginning of the movie is a blue car in the middle of the movie it's a brown car and but jared leto the whole time has a green car mm-hmm so right right off the bat it's like okay this guy can't be the murderer because he has two cars two different cars and both of them are not the car that was used in either of those uh, uh murders or the in the first one an attempted murder yeah because the only car that we see jared leto in unless he's going to another location beyond his home and getting in another car or some shit it's like we have no way of knowing for sure that yeah, he was in those cars denzel goes to jared leto's apartment and finds no uh no evidence that dead jared leto ever committed any of these crimes just that he was a fanatic of these crimes only paper clippings that is fucking nothing you find paper yeah. clippings in a, in a hidden compartment that means nothing and jared leto also has a uh, a police scanner in his apartment this would explain how uh, he knew about all those crimes that weren't reported to the public because it was all over radio chatter exactly exactly so so the movie does a really good job at planting in your head that you want you want to think jared leto is the is the is the murderer but he's he's not like the movie does 
does do a good job at, at exonerating him at the same time, which I thought was really cool. I just think that they could have done it a cleaner way. Uh, I think that was the exhausting part of this movie was investing so much into his character and for no kind of payoff. I mean, even if we're not going to find out who the fucking killer is, there's so much investment yeah. to Jared well, that Leto. Was that, yeah, to me, that was the the point of the end of the movie that like, you 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 know, like Rami Malek, like uh, Denzel spared him <laughs> by, by sending him the evidence that, fake evidence that Jared Leto was the killer. He spares Rami Malek. The I knew it was fucking fake. I knew it was fake as soon as I saw that. I, how do you know he didn't just buy something? Yeah, because yeah, that, that Exactly, and that's exactly what he did. That Rami Malek, asked him earlier, you know, f f look for a red clip. She was this girl that he killed. The last thing she was wearing was a red clip, red beret, yeah. red, beret red beret. And that's that's beret. What, what was sent a <laughs> oh, red beret. <laughs> that's what was sent to, to Rabbi Malik's character at the end. And I was like, OK, that's cool. But yeah, so I mean, I thought it was cool that that Denzel basically was like, I am uh, you don't want to end up like, you know, Denzel is the dark side version of a Rami Malek who gets obsessed with the case and he never finds the killer. So he gives Rami Malek closure, but Denzel still doesn't have that closure, but he doesn't need it. Uh, also, Denzel murdered a, a girl. Um, yeah, I was going to say, we have to type <laughs> into that because the whole, the I whole mean, do time. we like, cause it had no, it had there, no bearing on the whole. <laughs> I, I, and that's the thing you think it would, because they went into this idea that it was clear that he left the LAPD. Because at the beginning, when he was walking in his sheriff uniform, he was being greeted by fellow LA LAPD cops. And they were like, that's Joe Deacon. But he left. We know he left. He had a heart attack and some other shit. We never find out what that other shit is. Apparently, he shoots one of the victims of the killer. And No, no, it was, it was some random girl walking around. It was some random girl walking around? Yeah. It, it was the the killer uh, they mentioned that the killer likes like to prop up his victims like a like a like a statue or something he liked to prop them up uh like a show and it was already the crime scene investigators investigating the area and this girl pops out of the woods it doesn't tell us what her connection was to this she could have been a victim that got away she could have been she coming. looks like it because she's in a bra and but, she's but exposed. It, it doesn't explain any of that it just looks like this random girl jumps out of the woods and denzel just trigger happy shoots her this this felt very tacked on towards the end to give it a, a, a an a cab vibe for, yeah. the, for the audience. I guess technically speaking, you can't say that it's a cab vibe. <laughs> oh my gosh! Because, yeah. because um, Denzel uh, murders this girl, and then the the coroner helps cover it up. I know, bro. I was like, oh god, that's a little messy. But my the reason why Gerardo, I think it's easy to imply that that girl was a victim is because they were exposed and were half naked and looked like they were I, absolutely- I, I didn't see her half naked in the movie. I, the just the girl like that the, he shot? Yeah, the, to oh, me, the bro. girl popped out of the- that's She was straight I'm up saying. in like a brawl and- I, did, I didn't mm. see that. That's what I'm saying. This movie, the, the shots moved by really fast and everything, you know? Like the shots moved by fast. The uh, Everything that's supposed to have time doesn't have time and everything that, that is supposed to have time moves by too fast. This uh, I, there was no context to this scene, and I didn't get that she was a part of that thing at all. And it made no sense if she was a part of that thing, at least to me and to who I saw the movie with. It made uh, I didn't even know she was in a bra, like like you said. And yeah, um, for sure. I I thought it was interesting that you said uh, 
that this moment was like a, like a whole thing about the like a cab right <laughs> yeah and uh, it's funny just because i i've heard some people make some arguments online of like i i tried to find reviews online of people who actually like the movie yes mm-hmm. and um they're like oh well it's a commentary on like poor policing and unsolved crimes and dirty cops i'm like okay that's fair but like there's so many other things out there <laughs> that handle this so much better it's like yeah it's like that doesn't mean you make a movies movie. aren't like aren't like anything new if anything they tried to push this out there to almost like like for the try to make it for the moment type of thing you know but, yeah. yeah especially with, with with the context of the script written in, in the 90s it feels like they tacked that on because it doesn't feel like it flows with the rest of the story right mm-hmm. it does it does not at all like once you eventually find out i can understand why he'd feel guilty about killing a person. I mean, I, I get that, but the whole cover-up aspect. That. Yeah, you can remove that from the whole movie and it would make no difference on the movie. Right, mm-hmm. right. You should just go into the fact that he was tunnel vision. He was obsessed with his case. That's enough to play out. He lost his wife yeah. of a divorce. He doesn't talk to his two kids, who they made it a point to say he has two kids. And he then doesn't Zen- accidentally murder someone. He doesn't <laughs> actually have to murder someone. It's already enough. But now you got the coroner who's covering up. You got this police chief who's covering it up. It, it's if really the, the, the coroner wears the the uh, she wears the bullet as a bracelet. <laughs> the bullet from the girl's chest. That, that yeah. Yeah, that that's actually a little disturbing. <laughs> yes. Like, what the hell? And, and, you know, I got to say something about Denzel's character. It really felt very, didn't feel alive in this movie. I'm a huge Denzel fan. That's my guy. But I thought the whole movie felt very kind of just dead. You know what I mean? And Yeah, it felt, felt like a paycheck, like he phoned it in. Yeah, yeah. It didn't feel like he was an, an, an old cop who was really tired, but still needed to finish this one thing. I didn't get that sense. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm retired in Kern County, but I need, to do, I need to do this one last thing. I didn't really get that. I got just a very deadpan kind of character the entire time. And it, even yeah. the interaction he had with his ex-wife, I didn't even like that part. I was like... I mean- Honestly, it would have been better if he if he was the killer at the end of the movie because he was so flat and very like, flat, very sociopath. flat. It would have made sense if he was the killer, you know, because he's such a. I feel like he's a sociopath in this movie. Bro, yeah, it's like even in the flashback scenes, it's still very flat. I'm like, there's no part where his character I feel is really. Um. No, no, I just I wasn't excited by his performance by this at all. And yeah. I think I th- I felt Jared Leto trying the most. And I think um <laughs> honestly I enjoyed watching him the most. I think some parts were kind of funny, just the way he every walked. Every time Jared Leto was on screen, I was like, Yeah, yeah, this is yeah. <laughs> also yeah. the, the, the guy at the beginning of the movie walks regular and Jared Leto has this this bow walk. So Oh my god, a noticeable and like he has like a little belly. Just- yeah, yeah, that's I think that's why he was like walking like that to like kind of show that like he has he has a he has a stomach. <laughs> he has a gut. <laughs> yeah, you know bro, I mean? bro was pulling up to the strip club every taking a, the bus to the strip club. <laughs> that was a that was a prosthetic stomach and I I think they put a pros, they put a prosthetic nose on him too. Oh, nice prosthetic stomach. Nice prosthetic stomach. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's a little beer belly. <laughs> a little and, beer belly, you know. Denzel's is real though. Oh, Denzel's is real. And and Denzel has never been the most, um, oh no, I don't think Denzel's ever really focused too much on his physicality like that, you know what I mean? But he, he looked big in this movie compared to other movies. I had to look, I thought he was older than he is. I thought he, I thought, I honestly thought that he was, I thought he was like in his 70s, but he's only 66. I th- he looks older, it might be a part of the aesthetic of the movie, but they, yeah, didn't maybe. Do him any, they didn't do him any favors. 
they didn't do uh, anyone any favors in this movie. Like I said, the shots on Rami Malek just make him look weird. He looks mm-hmm. really off-putting. Yeah. And it might be the camera angles. It might be his face. But there's something really off-putting about Rami Malek in this movie. I think with Joe Sarali, I'm like miscast. I, d- I don't think that he was just cast correctly for this hotshot young detective. Um, mm-hmm. I said earlier, though, Gerardo, which I want to circle back to, that I felt Denzel's character did a lot of this for himself. You 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 disagree with that aspect, and I, I feel like Denzel. Uh, well, when, I, I said I disagreed at the about. You, you mentioned a specific point. I, I, yeah. He was doing it for himself, but you mentioned one of the. I forgot. I forgot what you mentioned. Okay. Okay. Well, um, yeah. I I feel like this movie. I was telling Joe earlier that this movie would have hit a lot more if they kind of would have just given us more of who the killer is if we would have seen some of these killings if you want it to be creepy we should see more um i watched the the, the series the night stalker on netflix mm-hmm. and after you watch that shit that will make you want to lock your motherfucking doors it's just it, it's 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 pretty creepy and i feel like this movie wanted to be that psychological thriller but um it got focused on shit that didn't need to be focused on like it, it you know it just I can't believe that you say it was written in the 90s. It kind of gives me that feel. I feel like this movie could, if it works, it could happen any time. But I think like the the beginning of the movie and the last part just didn't mix well together. It was fucking well, weird. Well no, well, no, the ending, well, half of this movie wouldn't be able to happen if, if it was in the modern day because of cell phones. Mm. Oh, straight up. Like, especially the whole ending part. Mm-hmm. I, I feel I feel like that's why they wrote, wrote it in the 90s because you really can't have a, a seven setup in the modern day. Oh, because this is this is actually split like the movie is actually supposed to be set in the nineties, right? It's set in nineteen ninety, yeah. Yeah, so there was nothing that reminded me of the nineties in this movie. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, let me let me let me tell you guys some of the inconsistencies I caught. <laughs> so oh, so the little guys, thing setting is in the nineties. It's October nineteen ninety. It says that at the beginning of the movie. Oh fuck me. Yeah, See, yeah, no. There's nothing that reminds you of the '90s in this movie. The only thing they did was put older cars in it. But okay, so one of the inconsistencies I found was that um, was uh, some of the ladies of the night were in front of a T-Mobile ad. If you guys saw that. Oh, really? <laughs> also, did you notice how contemporary all the suits were? Yeah, no. The 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 wardrobe was not like. 90s, 90s at all, all. Yeah, fuck no was, like that, that's why it didn't strike me as wearing such. baggy ass suits in the 90s <laughs> the girl was running in leggings like modern leggings <laughs> <laughs> right right and even like the girl who gets killed like her jog when she was jogging i'm like that doesn't look like some 90 that didn't strike me as 90s yeah, at yeah, all they were, they were just leggings yeah yeah they were, they were just leggings that looks like exactly that looked like la today <laughs> yeah and, and and the clothes dude the clothes was bad like the suits the suits was the most distracting for me. I'm like, damn, right? Rami Malik has this fitted suit. It Tailored, yeah. It was the 90s that have shoulder pads. And oh, fucking baggy. big shoulder pads, bro. Look at these movies like Beverly Hills Cop where it's like like old cop movies and that, like you can see the suits. Bro, and in the first scene... When they're in like the diner, Rami Malik comes in straight up tailored fucking suit. Yeah. He was looking flush. Also, they, they all wear all the same. They all wear the same clothes every day. Uh, Jared Leto wears that same. He same wears his workout <laughs> For some reason, I get it. He's creepy, but I don't know if he would wear his work outfit every day, even on his days to, off and go to, to the, the strip, strip club. <laughs> and and then Rami Malik wears the same exact suit every day. It's like, my God, that's that's nuts. I I don't even fucking remember it saying that this. 
like the date. I don't, I don't it's even literally, remember that. It's literally like only, it only says it at the beginning, beginning of the movie when, when the girl is in the car. Like it says October 1990 at the very, very start. And that's the only time it tells you what year it's in. Yeah, even that part was stupid. The opening scene, like the girl stops. Oh, let's talk about the opening scene, yeah. Yeah, yeah she we, stops at the fucking gas station, gets yeah. out of her car, and... I didn't understand that. And then... Yeah. And then, why, why are you supposed to be led to believe that Jared Leto is this guy the whole time when at the beginning you very obviously see that this guy is clean-shaven and has short hair? Oh, my why gosh. Would, it doesn't make sense later when, when that victim who survived this says that Jared Leto might be the, the suspect. That doesn't make any sense because... The guy obviously had short hair and was clean shaven, and that was supposed to be two days before uh, Denzel starts working on the case. You know what I mean? Right. That was very recent. Yeah, that was the only relevance of that fucking opening scene was that girl later maybe, coming on to yeah. like testify. Maybe something. Maybe something that would have fixed this movie is having a having a second suspect. Maybe I feel like that would have almost fixed everything. Oh yeah, because they relied so heavily on the 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 uncertainty of Jared Leto. Yeah, but, but you can, at, at a certain point, it's like, this guy's so innocent. Like, oh my gosh, he's one of those assholes who will mess with you. He's one of those guys who will fuck with you. And it's like, okay, that's cool, but he shouldn't be the main bad guy. They really painted him to be this killer that we never even go back to that original killer from the beginning. It's like, it becomes so much about Jared Leto. I thought it was about getting that killer from the beginning. And well, yeah, and, and I think part of the point of the movie is that all the killings aren't connected and cops have shoddy police work. But I feel like every time I say that, though, I'm, re I'm reaching, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah. Oh, you, know, yeah. you can interpret it as that, but it's, all, it's just a bad movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just not well written. It, it's not. It's I, I love I can, I can appreciate a good psychological thriller. This is so out of a, out of a five red barrettes. What do you guys give this movie? I fought long and hard, and uh, I really, truly, I have to go with two barrettes. Yeah, two? I'm gonna give it two barrettes. I'm gonna give it two and a half because I liked it more than Wonder Woman. Ah. <laughs> oh gosh, that that's that's saying something. I this like movie, this movie made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I laughed a lot during this movie. Like, man, it was. Some this movie was just so ridiculous. Oh my gosh, this movie bored me more than Wonder Woman did. Oh, really? I thought Wonder Woman was more boring. Wonder Woman felt longer to me than this movie. And this movie felt really long. This movie <laughs> yeah. felt fucking long, bro. And my gosh. How many, was... wait, how many days did you finish it in? Oh, it took me. <laughs> I, I think that's an important factor. In yeah, it, it, took, it took me a solid three days to finish it. <laughs> did you watch like 45 minutes a day or... or uh... Pretty much, yeah. And when when I sat down, I would really watch and pay attention to the movie. And you, you know, it's it's funny because this movie felt like a TV show at, at a certain point. It, yeah. it felt like a TV show in the pacing and, and everything. And I, I was like, this feels like a like a CSI SVU TV show or something. Exactly, because some some scenes in the police station give it that feel. It's like okay, it kind of feels like a cop show. And then you go to these scenes where they're just watching him. That they're just uh, surveilling his place at. It, <laughs> he is funny. Jared Leto's character is funny. Jared Leto's character is the, is the highlight of this movie. <laughs> yeah, very disappointing with Denzel because of how flat it was. It just, it didn't even need, you could have taken Denzel's character out. It didn't have to be Denzel Washington and someone it's else. about all of them, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I don't know about this. Like, I think 
Jared Leto's character would have been cool and more creepy had he actually been the character, but since it wasn't and they focused so much time on him, I think they kind of played him in that sense, you know, but he yeah. sure he went for it all. Yeah, I yeah. think that, uh, you know, this is like, I think we're, we're almost back to normal, normal movie time because, I mean, January is when you dump the, the bad movies. Yeah, so, January and February. They, they yeah. refer to it as dumpuary. Yeah. <laughs> so we, really? are, we are right on schedule. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, hey, no, I will say this, though. Fucking Judas and the Black Messiah comes out this weekend. So I know I we have hope. to watch. I, I saw the trailer for that. I was like, I have to watch this for Cast of Color, huh? Oh, <laughs> yeah. we got to. It's it's yeah. We got it's Black History Month. But yeah. shit, even with that, man, we always talk about this has diversity a, shit. We a, always we always talk about black stories. It's like shit. What's, what's his face is in it? Uh, 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 who's who's the guy that's wearing the black beret in it? Uh, Lakeith Wait, Stanfield. Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. The other guy. Who's the, the main? Daniel guy? Kaluuya. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. He's from Get Out. Yeah, yeah. I both from Get Out. A revolution. Oh yeah, both are. A revolution. But he's the main guy, right? Uh, yeah, he's the main guy. Yeah, Daniel Kaluuya is uh, <laughs> Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton. And, um, Lakeith Stanfield is the guy who like rats on him to the FBI. Yeah, yes. yeah. Fred Hampton was a fucking baby when he got killed. By the way, bro, was twenty two years old. Holy 20, shit. 21, 22 years old, and they're they're making a movie like this after he was fucking young. Like imagine. Being that young and having so many people after you just for speaking. Yeah. Up well, I, for hope, I hope it's actually good. I know. I really hope it's good, man. I really hope it's good. Yeah. Man, there's like a, it's like there's, there's like a, a February is when there's an oversaturation of these movies and some of them are really, really good. Well, this was, this was supposed to come out last September. So yeah. I hope it just doesn't, I hope it doesn't fall into the February curse, you know? <laughs> Yeah, September, September. If it was coming out in September, that could have been either very, very good or very bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> September, it's like in the middle. It's right between um, like that holiday movie rush and like the the summer movie rush. It's that, mm-hmm. that limbo. Yeah, I, I, that that's like Oscar bait season. So right, so this it's probably probably be pretty pretty good movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think it's gonna be well thought. This movie. I'm gonna watch, I, uh, I'm gonna watch Malcolm and Marie like probably later later today. Oh, nice, nice. Nice. That's what I'm talking about. Listeners, we're tapping into some of these. And I wouldn't, you know what? You know why I like, I don't have to say that they're just, you know, black films. You know what I mean? They just, just they look movies. like, they yeah, they just look like movies, man. You know what I mean? It's and, good. You know, that, that's why I want us, I, I want people to stop mentioning black. I, I mean, no, no, I mean, obviously during Black History Month, it's like, yeah, black stories, this, this, this. Yeah, but yeah. Sometimes not, not every movie has to be like, this black movie it's like right yeah especially malcolm and marie that looks like a movie with black actors you know what i I mean i'll tell you i'll tell you guys this real quick um because since we're talking about malcolm and marie i've already seen it and they actually talk about this a lot in malcolm and marie so be on the lookout for that (laughs) yes i'm hyped i'm hyped i mean it's i feel like malcolm and marie was really easy for a lot of people to dismiss it as a marriage story but black you know Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) because because i mean it has like that same um you know, just from the trailers and, and from people that I know that I've seen watch it, it has that same play, like that play vibe where it's like, um, yeah, it all takes place in, in, in one area. Yeah. yeah. And it's that dialogue and the, and the mm-hmm. single shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Joe and I, I, yeah. Yeah. Joe and I was mentioning that earlier, that snappy dialogue back and forth and you rely so much on the dialogue cause it's just yeah. one fucking room, you know? And <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah I, I'm excited to watch it though. Yeah. Oh, we got yeah, since it is February, uh, Gerardo. We mentioned earlier, bro. Listeners, we're dropping these weekly episodes here on out. The internet is established here. We're settled into the crib a little more. 
podcast area is going to be official but uh yeah moving forward we're going to be dropping weekly episodes at the pod you know what i'm saying so it's season three is lit um <laughs> and this 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 february we're going to be reviewing some movies that um are not just black movies it's just good fucking movies that you know have some some really good black actors in them and uh i have a feeling that malcolm and marie is going to be one of them along with the uh well, what, uh yeah, yeah. Jude, black judas that was gonna be dope i really <laughs> I, I i i really i, I hope that one's I lo- fine I, I love that i love that alternate title <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, Judas and the Black Messiah. Judas and the Black Messiah. <laughs> I, try, I try to go into the I try to go into Black the, Judas uh, with lower expectations, you know. I, I feel you. I feel you. Like, uh, like you know, around that time that Black Klansman came out and all those movies came out, you know, it was pretty hype for all of them, and then half of them ended up being whack. <laughs> yeah, 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 like yeah. I mean, the good ones were Black Klansmen, obviously, and then like Sorry to Bother You was like, uh, you know, but and then Get Out was really good, like. That was yeah. that was a really good. I I like that time period of movies. It was really cool, and that's when yeah. all the black stories started coming up. And yeah, uh, that, was, that was a couple of years ago, like twenty eighteen, right? Yeah, it was after the Oscar so black controversy and stuff. Remember that? Mm, yes. And then, um, I mean, it worked though. I mean, uh, there there definitely is representation now. It is. It is, and for, you for, know, for black people at least. Hell yeah! And we just want it to be good. It's not too much to ask for, you know. It's, it's okay to have bad. It's okay to have bad movies. Not, not. They don't all have to be good just because they're they're created by black people. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. That that puts an unrealistic kind of expectation on <laughs> on black yeah, artists. Yeah. It's like we're we're gonna put people are gonna put out some bad shit. Not everything is going to be good. Yeah, and yeah. and it's like uh, you know, and it's okay to go in with it like that as long as you're not like these these alt-right guys that go into it thinking this is too woke, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's just, you got to have an open mind, I guess. In, in uh, yeah. When it comes to the, you got to watch it. You got to get, I feel like it's really easy to just tack a message onto something. And if someone doesn't like it, then be like, well, it's cause you didn't like the message. And it's like, no, it's all, it's the movie sometimes. Sometimes. Man, yeah. And you know what? We got to get to a point of that because you got to appreciate a good quality movie for just being a good quality movie. And um, mm-hmm. the great thing about movies is the fact that they have this ability to give messages through storytelling. And if the fucking movie sucks, I don't give a shit about the message. <laughs> the message could be great. Yeah. It's like you're preaching equality, but this movie sucks. It is boring me and I don't want to fucking watch yeah. it. And it has black <laughs> actors. You know what I'm saying? There's a bunch of black actors. Shit still sucks, bro. So. Yeah. I feel, Go back I feel to like the after after Black Panther got nominated for an Oscar. Now we're allowed to say some of those movies suck because I, I, Black Panther was like I feel like that was the 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 acknowledgement, like the cultural acknowledgement. I feel almost because that yeah. was a pretty big cultural milestone. Black Panther coming out the um, it but, was. Man, I mean that movie came out the same year as Infinity War, and Infinity War. Oh my God, that movie was so much better. Yeah, but Black Panther got nominated for the culture. And exactly like that was exactly. a that was, that was a big turning point you know yeah it was it was because of what black panther did for the culture how how much it, it really did put on for black people even though <laughs> comic book fans we would i can go and say you know it's i don't think it's one of the best comic book movies no, but, it's just a solid it's a solid movie but yeah. it's a solid movie it, it did something for the culture and no other comic book movie has done for the culture but but in yeah. terms of like the story, it's like it's a classic like good versus evil and yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's like it's like almost it feels like an origin story even though it's not. 
<laughs> yeah. Exactly. Once you watch that movie, it's like, oh shit, he already made an appearance in Civil War. Damn, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, man. Oh yeah, you know what? Shout, shouts to the boy Chadwick Boseman. It is Black History Month. That boy has done so much work for black figures, from Thurgood Marshall to Jackie Robinson to James Brown. Chadwick Boseman has really played some historical figures in Black history. I was really, one thing I really respected about him. You know, I the, doing a biopic. You know, that's that's some shit. That boy really did that shit. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shouts to the boy. But that, that was a rest we long. Rest lo- yeah. Rest in peace. Uh, we long wrapped on the little things, listeners. <laughs> I think it's safe to say. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that we didn't like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> very, very let down by it. Just don't recommend it at all. But I think it's filled with very talented actors who were not given the right roles and Shit. did what they did what they could with what they had type of yeah it's very yeah. surprised they did what they could i'm like y'all shouldn't have y'all should have passed on this fucking movie what the fuck didn't need this i i can't believe you i'm just like you guys ever feel that way you you wonder why some actors choose to do some of the shit they do i mean they probably offered denzel money like a lot of money for this. <laughs> Isn't and, that? Uh, oh, i mean I, i'm sure they got denzel first and then Ravi malik was probably like oh man i get the chance to work with denzel you know I know that's that's probably something like that, and then Jared Leto. I don't know. Jared Leto just does random shit here and there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he does. Go back to music right after this shit. (laughs) Yeah, he's just gonna go make fucking so much money. That guy, that guy, that guy makes so much money like touring and and doing movies. He also has like a fucking island. Have you guys seen that? It's really weird. No, my God, island. No, each each of the characters he's portrayed. (laughs) Well, Jared Leto has an island for his uh, for his Thirty Seconds to Mars fans. I guess it's like a cult. Weird, yeah. (laughs) Jared Leto got nominated for a Golden Globe for for this. He got nominated for Best Supporting for this. You're fucking kidding me. I mean, what's his competition? You know, there's not much movies come. Not not a lot of movies came out. I guess that's true. But oh my god, I I still couldn't believe it. (laughs) I saw when I saw Regina was uh, nominated for one night in Miami. I was like, in a normal year, probably wouldn't have been nominated. This year, yes, it's one of definitely one of the best movies. <laughs> you know yeah. what? I, I I'd have to disagree. I think in a normal I guess what's a normal year these days, I I still think it would be, and it sounds kind of bad, but I think people want to see that push with more women. And I I, I think regardless of the year, I think we'd still see Regina King nominated even if she didn't win. I think yeah, no, yeah. Well, what, what, what I'm saying is that uh, it was like in a normal year, I would have been like, okay, that that's definitely not winning. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it was very, very easy to understand why she would be nominated. Was was not surprised by it. I was more surprised at the fact that it was the second African woman, African American woman, nominated in this category. I I don't know. I just I don't know. It's just I I would fucking think there's more. Like, God damn, competition, Oprah. Like, <laughs> for real, I'm like, I'm like, shit. We really need some more women of color behind the fucking camera. Yeah. I'm like, that number two. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, just just look up the movies that we should do an episode where we look up the mo- the movies and be like, hey, why why wasn't this nominated? You know. <laughs> I know, I know. We should. We can run and that. And it one might day. be interesting yeah. to see if there is any movies that are uh, where it's like, okay, well. Some of these definitely don't deserve to be nominated, you know. Yeah, it goes back to that point of it's okay to say that some movies directed by women are bad. Obviously, it's going to be it's disproportionate if this is only the second black woman, and I'm sure that 
just women to men in general, it's already pretty disproportionate. Absolutely. I think that, but yeah. I, I think it'd yeah. be interesting to actually take a look at the, the movies. Yeah. Like the actual objective movies without, you know what I mean? I know. Can we I'll get away from that? Because God forbid you call out certain shit for not being that good. But it, 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 it was... Uh, Dude, that's what I'm always scared of. It was about representation. Like, it's like, no, this shit was just bad. But if I say that, God... You know, it's, it's people. Like I, it's like, yeah, I, I want to genuinely give my opinion on stuff without having to worry about being called a bigot. <laughs> I know, mm-hmm. I know, man. Yeah, but if we actually look through the movies, I think we can. We'll probably find a lot of interesting things. Like, oh man, this was directed by a woman, and this this year, and it was probably the best movie of the year, and it wasn't nominated compared to this movie, and it could have been political or whatever. You know, we right? Can take a look at that. Yeah, we'll have to. Um, so that that's that's a wrap on the movie review, right, Rardo? Yeah. Calling it. That's it for the little things. Catch it on HBO Max if you wanna <laughs> if you wanna watch it. Feel you free. Have till February eighteenth. <laughs> oh damn! Yeah, they put a limit on that. Yeah. So yeah. So HBO Max is it like two weeks? They put like a two week limit on it. Or I think something? I think it's thirty days actually. Thirty days on HBO Max, and then it's off, and then it stays in theaters. It stays in theaters, and then it comes back to HBO Max like after like the normal amount of time. Yeah, after its normal theatrical run. That's what they did with... They just took Wonder Woman off, I think, like maybe a week or two ago. Oh, my god! still in theaters, yeah. No shit. Damn, I am not informed about that. I didn't know that was the process anymore. So keep it... Well, it's just it. for this year because of everything that's happening. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. I made a lot of directors mad. Fuck. Well, everyone, get your vaccines because I want to be in the movie theater absolutely lit. Shit is opening <laughs> back up. Things are slowly opening. It's slowly getting back there so yeah no. uh, one one little random thought for me just to kind of wrap this up i've been um i i work out at this gym it's in a mall and uh in the mall there's also an amc theater so i'm like oh my gosh i just see that big amc logo i'm like fuck i want to go to the movies <laughs> yeah yeah theaters yeah. are gonna survive for sure i mean i like to watch uh I like to go to the theater and watch bad movies, you know, like the little things I would have definitely enjoyed <laughs> the movie theater. <laughs> I know. Isn't that funny? It's like you can appreciate the shittier movies in the movie theater because the movie theater experience. Because <laughs> when you're at home, you could be like, oh, I'm going to go on my phone. I'm going to go to the kitchen, whatever. But I uh, know. Movie theater, exactly. like, it's like, well, you're stuck in there and you have to watch it. Exactly. You've already paid money for it. God, I fucking miss going to the movies, man. We're going to get there. We're getting there shortly. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday. We're out here. You know what I'm saying? Rardo, pull up if you need that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are posted. Listeners, tap in. As I said, we're going to be doing weekly episodes. We're very excited for that. And I, I have nothing else, fellas. No, Audi, thank you all. And thank you guys for the stimulating conversation. <laughs> <laughs> always, always. We are here just for that. Uh, follow us, the cast of color, on Instagram, Twitter. And yes, we're looking forward to more episodes in season three. That's a wrap, baby. Peace. Hey.